Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Hallelujah. Well, that's a good crowd for a Sunday evening, especially when you don't have evening services. That's good. Now I know who really likes me and who don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll watch out for the other people who came in the morning who never turned up tonight. Uh, they, I thought they were my friends. Now I know. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to show you a couple of photos that we were able to build a church building after 43 years. Uh, waiting, moving from one place to another, one auditorium to another. Finally, we were able to build one. I think we have a couple of pictures. You can have a look. And uh, I would like to have a look too. <laughs> well, it looks like a cloud. <laughs> you talk about being on cloud nine, that's our church. Oh, there we are. The photos are so nice, they know how to make it look like. <laughs> I don't know what is that. I was there, supposed to be. We called it Mispah Hall. And somebody was saying to me, don't you have any biblical name? Why are you calling something which we don't even know what it means? So, it is in, uh, oh, what are they doing? <laughs> They're throwing flowers on us, you know. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. Came back again. Okay, thank you very much. So we called it Mizpah Hall. Mizpah is a word that is used in Genesis chapter 31 when uh, Jacob was meeting with Laban, his father-in-law, you know. He came because he thought that his things were stolen by Jacob and they came and talked. And finally, they made a kind of uh, an agreement, a covenant between each other and they put up heap of stones and they call different names and one of the names is called Mispah. Mispah means God will watch over us. I thought it's a good name. Don't you think? Amen. So God is watching over us. That's what it means that God watched over us and more so now we need God to watch over us in the middle of all these challenges and, and uh, atrocities and and persecutions. They always tell me I'm in the hit list. And they've been saying this for years. And I'm saying I'm 70 year old, who wants to hit me? I'm just there. I, I, I can't even run. So what's the big deal, man? If you wanted to hit, keep hitting. So, you know, so maybe they don't want an old man. They might be looking after my son. So, too bad for him. Anyway. <laughs> 
I didn't tell him that. So you don't, you be careful. I tell him that the Lord is protecting him and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, well, some of the people are here. I'm so pleased they came because I threatened them this morning. I said, if you don't come back, man, you are really in trouble. So I can see those nice faces. And, uh, of course, my friend really came back, Ian Leslie. He said, I'm leaving. I have to drive two and a half hours back. I said, come one more time to see me. So he's here. But he told me I can preach only for 15 minutes. <laughs> so he needs to ride back on his motorcycle. So I think in that deal, you will all agree anyway. It's not just Ian. All of you are saying, hey, we like that. 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, well, that's a long time to preach. You know, I, I, would need, I won't need 15 minutes tonight. I just 10 minutes for Ian and 12 minutes for wine and all the rest of you. We can go home. <laughs> Pastor Ross was asking me as we turned into the road here. He said, what are you going to preach? And I said, I'm still thinking, you know. And so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, should I say something to pamper you, you know, make you so happy? But then I realized Peter has taken the offering anyway. So I've got nothing to, <laughs> I've got nothing to lose. Just hit them hard, you know. <laughs> so by the time I come back next year, you would have forgotten, you would have forgiven, and I'll say something nice again. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we're all Christians and we love the Lord and I see all your hands go up like big antennas, you know, almost reaching out to heaven. You know, God is almost touching you from there and all these things going on, you know. And... Uh, we don't realize some of the things that are still there inside of us that needs to be dealt with. I call it poison. That's not a nice word, is it? But it is like poison. It is inside of us. And we have accepted that as our nature. That's a horrible thing. And we don't do anything about it. We are living with it saying, well, I'm sorry, that's how I was born. That's how my dad used to be. And you should know my mom. And all these kind of excuses. And that's because we carry this within ourselves. So our question is, what are the things that we carry in ourselves? I'm talking to Christians tonight. What are the things that we carry in ourselves as poison? It poisons our life. It poisons our character. It poisons our relationship with others. What are those things? Let me just throw a few things to you. Like uh, pride. That's a poison. Jealousy is another poison. Anger. There's another one. 
Gluttony is another poison. Lust is another one. Well, you can add on to the list. But it's so true. Many of us who have been Christians, pastors, leaders, every kind of people, we carry these things within ourselves. And the thing that I would like to tell you tonight is these things and more. They are not our nature. It is sin. So that's what I want to tell you tonight. It is a sin that is there. Now the question is how to deal with it. How can I deal with anger? How can I deal with pride? And let me say how you cannot deal with it first. You cannot get rid of any of these things through prayer and fasting. When you pray and fast, what you normally do, you are throwing the ball in God's court and tell him, I'm having this problem. And Lord, I want you to help me. I throw up tantrums all the time. And I'm a Christian for 15 years, but I want to kill everyone. What kind of Christian is that? Hello? And we are telling God, you got to help me. And I want you to know, God is throwing the ball back on your court and says, you deal with it. Uh, that's my message for you tonight. Isn't that good that the offering was taken before? But you're clever, you may be having the money in your hand to give it to me at the end of the service. Well, I just lost that, but that's okay. You know? Many of these things we cannot get rid of through prayer and fasting or telling God and praying every day against it. It does not go. You and I have to deal with it. Amen? But it's easy to throw it at God and say, God, you got to help me. God says, I can't help you. This is something that is within you. And this is something that you have to deal with. You have to get rid of it. And it is hard work, my dear friends. I have found that out. And if there is anybody who have tried it, you would have found out it is just not easy. Amen? It's, it's so hard to deal with these things that have taken root into our hearts, in our lives for so long. Amen? I want to touch on only two poisonous things because we don't have much time. Ian has to go by motorcycle and others need to go home and I need to go home too. So that serves everyone. Amen? Let's just talk about pride for a change. As I said earlier, everything that I mentioned, which is a poison because it is sin. Don't make any mistake. It's not your weakness. It is not a nature that you have inherited from your dad or mom. No, it is a sin that has taken root into your life. We have to get rid of it. Amen? Pride. God hates it. 
God stands against the pride, proud. He stands with the humble. The Bible says. Humble yourself before the Lord. And he will lift you up. Peter says. You know. Pride and humility is just the opposite poles of each other. Amen. What is pride? Pride is not the self-esteem or the self-respect you have. And it is not the, what I would say, you know, it's not that you are doing your worth, you know, your dignity. That's not pride. That's what you are. But what pride is, it takes your self-esteem out of proportion. And takes you out of proportion to your actual worth. Then it is pride. You hear me? We feel like we are somebody which we are not. That is pride. We, we behave like somebody that we are not. It is pride. And God hates it. And we go through different kinds of pride in our lives. We'll look at a few. One is spiritual pride. Well, when they walk through the door, we know them, right? Because they are so close to God. You are a bunch of people. I feel sorry for you. Because can you see my wings? Well, you cannot see because you are not a good Christian. Because I am like an angel. I, none of the people in this church are like that. Spiritual pride. What does it do? Spiritual pride puts you to think about your own virtue. Whatever you have achieved, whatever you are today is because of your virtue. That's spiritual pride. What it does, it takes you to your virtue instead of trusting in God's grace. Whatever we are today, nothing that we have done and nothing that what we are has made us what we are is only because of his grace. Amen? So the spiritual pride makes you to be somebody big and it just pushes God out. God's grace out. Amen? The spiritual pride started in heaven. That guy's name was Lucifer. And he was music. He was not a singer. He was music himself. When he walks, there was music. You know, people were wanting, the other angels wanted to be like him. He was so close to God. To the extent one day he thought that I can be God myself. That's how long he took his pride and God hit him. No more mercy boy. That's it. And he threw him out of heaven. He was thrown out. Because of the pride. Everything that we go through today is because of the angel who was so close to God who brought music in heaven because of his pride 
we go through all these miseries because he became the satan the devil in the world today amen spiritual pride that's number 1 and number 2 intellectual pride so what does it do what it does is it gives you self confidence more than god confidence because you feel so good you know everything you know have you ever talked with people i hate that phrase when people say like you try to say something nice they'll they'll say i know it have you talked to those people i want to hit them you know i said i'm trying to tell you something that i thought i'm the only one who knew it and before i even i open my mouth you just shut me down and say i know it have you heard people doing that to you all the time they'll say i know it i know it. maybe that those people don't know anything else to say and that is they think that they know everything their confidence is too much they're self confident and they don't need god anymore because i'm too clever for god you know god cannot understand my monkey brains <laughs> we are dependent upon him god says you you your wisdom stupid that's what he said is foolishness before me your wisdom doesn't mean a thing to me I will make the fools as wise. I will make you people who claim to be wise to be foolish of this earth. Amen. God hates people who are so confident of themselves. Who think that they don't need God anymore. Amen. And then the third one is material pride. Lots of money. you know you made it in your life and uh, there what you do you put yourself on the throne because nobody can touch me i have read a story of of 10 richest men in the world many years ago and they did a study on these 10 richest men in the world for 25 years period And you know what they found? Out of the so-called 10 richest men, four of them committed suicide. Three of them went bankrupt. They only say only they about two three of them were just living a normal rich man's life. That's what money could do. The Bible says, your money, your riches will take its wings and fly. You can't even hold it. If it is walking you can run after it but it is flying away from you that's what it does my dear friends material blessings you put yourself on the throne you dethrone god he throw him out saying i needed you when i had nothing i needed you when my business was going down the drains i needed you because there was no food on my table i don't need you anymore because i have got it all i made it all material pride 
And the last one will be social pride. You know, you have become somebody. You know, you are being looked up by the people. You know, you, you are accepted by someone, uh, somebody in the society. So what it does, it makes you arrogant. You lost all your nature, the simplicity that was there in your life. So, what happens? God says, I hate it. I hate everyone of that pride. The question is this, all right, I'm stuck with it, so what should I do? How can I handle this? Do you have a recipe? You have got a prescription? I don't. Talk to Pastor Ross, okay? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> He's going to work so hard doing the conference. He's going to be working on his Bible, finding out the, the way out for this. Well, the same medicine for all the poisonous things in our life. Number one, you should realize that you have it. That's number one. Amen? You should have a desire to get rid of it. Then you should confess and tell the Lord, I have a problem. And then come to him and say, I need help. I mean, that's how it works. It doesn't work backwards. Where God is trying to pull this poison out. And we are telling him, don't touch it. No, don't do that hard. And now I want to keep it, but you can play with it. I can feel good. No, this is not a feel-good deal. This is something that we have to get rid of in our life. It is horrible. Amen? So, then ask the Lord to help us, and him and us together. We working out with him. We can get rid of it. Amen? And I'll say one more thing, and you are on your way, my dear friend, Ian. But be nice to me, otherwise I'll keep on preaching, okay? <laughs> and uh, one more thing and I'll be done. Anger. We all have heard it. You have to see my dad. This is nothing. When my dad gets angry. Have you heard that people say? Well, I don't know your dad. I just want to deal with you. So forget about your dad. Would you like to behave like who you are? Right? But we always take the blame and give it to somebody else. So that I'm a good guy. I got it from him who is my dad. You know? Do you realize anger is one thing that all of us are so good at committing? Almost everyone irrespective are so good at committing this sin called anger. Where does it begin? You want to hear it? Start from the babies. The mama is trying to feed the baby and the baby didn't like it. And what does the baby do? <laughs> Spit it on your face. That's a baby for heaven's sake. 
Anger begins from there. Mama is wearing that on her face. You are trying to feed the baby food. This is what you get. And you move on to the little kids. And your little son was throwing tantrums. She messed up the fine family gathering. You could not stop him. He will throw everything on the floor. He will scream from the top of his voice. And he will run around and start scratching the mother. And the father is trying to pick him up and he is hanging on to the shirt of the father. You know? What's happening? Anger. Then you come to the mothers. The mother's anger is flaring up and that takes away the peace from the children. Then the fathers. What about them? Father comes from from the job. Everybody is hiding behind the you know cupboards and under the beds. Why? Here comes the tiger. He doesn't know how to be nice. He is looking around, you know, looking for some problems. He is looking for the kids to pick up and throw. You know, and the, my wife is standing in the kitchen trying to cook, you know, so vigorously. You know, leave me alone. It's too hot. Don't come closer. <laughs> you know, because he is trying to get to everyone in the family. He destroys the family because of the anger. And it continues on. Anger destroys the partnership in a business. It shatters the partnership. Anger kills, murders, assassinations, problems. Think about it for a moment. When you and I get angry, we should think, what kind of destruction I'm bringing in people's lives? You cannot say, I'm sorry, and then do it again. If you're sorry, you better stop doing it. Amen? Anchor everybody. We are all just people who are guilty of this. And God says, I hate it. Because that's sin. We never thought anger is a sin. Have you ever thought anger is a sin? Have you ever thought jealousy is sin? You thought jealousy was a virtue. You know? I don't like a dress. Why? Because it's nice. <laughs> Hello? She paid for it. I don't care. But she should be in a rags. How come she's wearing a decent dress? Jealousy has got no... You know, just... No logic, is it? Anger is the same. All these things, I could go on on. I can, if I'm not asked to stop, which I'm going to stop in a minute, you know, I will keep on talking about all the various things. Gluttony. Oh my God, 
that's not eating five piece of pizza this is eating pizza hut that is galgot <laughs> that is gluttony amen eating a big plate of something is not gluttony you're a big man you need it but gluttony is you are never satisfied you ate and you're full but you still wanted to eat as a story this guy went this is an indian story okay this guy went to a wedding feast and he ate and he ate and eat up to here right so he came out of the wedding house and he couldn't walk anymore he can't breathe so he's sitting on the side of the road and he's sitting and say i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying so somebody stopped and they said what's wrong with you are you okay he said i'm not okay i'm dying so why what happened how oh, went for the wedding and i you know i was in the feast i ate too much he said that's all that's no problem you do you put your finger inside and throw up you'll be okay but that is bad enough right now listen to the answer and the guy says if i'm able to put my finger into my throat i would have eaten one more banana that is gluttony that is horrible isn't it greed lust the good news is we can get rid of it that's a good that's how i want to finish tonight every thing there's more to the list but god will help us when you and i decide to get rid of it it doesn't go the other way around it does not go other way around i want you to hear me friends tonight everything that i'm mentioning is a sin and if you want to get rid of your sin you try to deal with it amen the first time when we called out to jesus and said lord i am a sinner that's a good deal and he dealt with it he forgave our sins but now we are carrying this with us and we are giving some nice names to it my nature my character this from my dad's you know this from my family my family was always like this god says i'm not dealing with your family i'm dealing with you because you belong to me your family doesn't belong to me yet if it is then i will deal with them but now you and i and i hate this i want you to change i want you to deal with it and i will help you it all begins when you and i realize that i'm carrying this sin in my life god i want you to help me humble yourself before the lord don't think it is a great thing it's not a macho thing to be angry it's not a big deal to come and shout at your children they are helpless 
You are the daddy. And there they are hiding. Shame on us. And God says, no. That's not my plan for your life. I want your life to be changed. I want you to be gentle. I want you to be reachable. I want you to be a blessing. That's what God wants from every one of our lives. Amen? And I think that's kind of a message tonight. If you would have known this, you would not have come, I know. But we didn't tell you that. But here we are. But I think I felt in my heart today, I was going to preach a nice message to make you feel good. But I thought, well, offering is taken, so that's okay. What I thought was it's so important. It is so important in our life. Nobody, not many people preaches this because you offend your people. They get upset. They, are, they, they got enough to get upset with all the stuff inside and a little bit of preaching will just flare that up, you know. So, but at the end of the day, we want to be enjoying the fullness of God's presence the fullness of God's glory, fullness of the, the freedom within our heart, in our spirit, so that we can truly say, I am a real child of God. Amen? The people who should give testimony about you and me and say, hey, he's a great guy. You should know him before he got saved. He was a man that you don't want to deal with. He was a man full of anger, a man who was proud. But look at him, look at her. That should be the greatest testimony that you and I should carry in our life. Amen? God bless you, real, friend, real good, my dear friends. And uh, work on it. It might take a few months. You know, you can't get rid of it in one day because you've been carrying it for 12 long years anyway. So, but God will help us. God wants to. He is looking at us. Sometimes he feels sad because we are his children. And he looks at us and he says, hey, that little thing can be changed if you will think about it. If you will realize you are carrying that and I'll try to help you. And God is always there to help our lives and God will bless us. Amen. Shall we pray? Yes. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for tonight. Lord God, there are so many things we have taken it for granted. We thought that we have to live with it. We don't because that's what you have taught us tonight. Lord, help us, Lord, to get rid of these this poisonous things, Lord, so we can truly free in our life and enjoy God's blessings and God's presence in our life. Lord, we love you with all our hearts. Lead us and guide us, Lord. I bless Pastor Ross and Mary and the ministry team, all the people in this church. I pray your blessing will rest upon everyone. Lead them and guide them, Lord. Let this church will continue to grow, bringing God's glory to the community here in Harvey Bay. Lord, we love you, Lord. We give you the praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. 
If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.basarchristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Basar Christian Church.